Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Malo Alpito and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, a tennis triumph for Pacific Oceania in the Fed Cup. And we talk OFC Champions League and the future of domestic football in Papua New Guinea with the coach of Lay City Dwellers. But first, Tonga's sole representative at the Winter Olympics is not feeling any added pressure to perform in Pyeongchang. Peter Taufatofua will compete in the men's 15km freestyle in cross-country skiing little over a year after he put on a pair of skis for the first time. The 34-year-old, who represented Tonga in Taekwondo at the 2016 Summer Olympics, says it's taken a lot of hard work and sacrifice to make it to South Korea. It took me a year, but there's also years and years worth of athletic performance behind that as well just to get to you know to that stage even though it wasn't skiing so it's not you know coming from completely nothing but everyone um all the other athletes have just been positive i mean it's a really you know it's a good story but it's also a um you know they understand the the struggles that i went through just to get to this stage as well and uh, and how are you balancing the um obvious interest in your story with obviously having to prepare yourself and make sure you are 100 percent ready come your race next week um, I'll never be 100% ready. I don't think anyone ever is. Um, I've got 12 weeks on snow in my life. And with that 12 weeks, I you know, managed to qualify. So all the pressure's off me, to be honest. I had, um, you know, my goal was to qualify and to see if I could actually get through. And, um, and I did. I don't have the same expectations that everyone else has to win or anything. Uh, I'm just really, really happy to be here. And I guess very blessed as well just to have gotten through to this stage. Do you feel any pressure to be competitive, to to put on a showing that, you know, could say that yes, I you know have earned my place here, you know, well and truly sort of thing in terms of results? No, I've already earned my place. I mean, I had five races under three hundred points, so you know that was the pressure for me to get five under three hundred, which is um, I found out was actually very very hard. But um, you know, results. There's only going to be one person who who gets a gold, one who gets a silver one who gets a bronze and there'll be another, I think, 80 or so who who don't. So I'll probably be in that 80 somewhere. And uh, you obviously follow in the footsteps of Bruno Banani uh, in terms of representing Tonga at the Winter Games. You're the only representative from the Pacific. Uh, what does that mean to you? I represent the Pacific. So, I'm, you know, I, I'm going out there as a Tongan, but, um, you know, I'm representing everyone that's, that can't be there as well. It's to all the islanders, to all the... Tongans, all the Samoans, all the Maoris, to all the Polynesians, Melanesians, Micronesians. Um, so I'm representing all of them, and uh, I'm just happy to be able to get out there and 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 to do that. You know, my goal is to make sure that I do that 
as best I can when I race. It'll be the best performance of me. And I think that's what's that's what's important to me is that it's always about stepping up your game. You know, so always always improving upon yourself. So you know, that's I, people have this common misconception that they we're always competing against other people and what happens is that people get left behind. But my goal has always been to improve on myself because that then um, translates across the life. You know, the race will be one race, but then what happens for the next 24 hours, seven days a week, uh, weeks, months, years that I have in my life? And that's, that's what's important is how it translates across. Do, do you believe you can produce your best performance in Pyeongchang? I, yeah, I believe I can produce my best performance. Um, and that's what I've been doing uh, you know, throughout this qualification process is just giving my best. Um, my best performance is probably a, a while away from people who've been skiing since they were born. But um, you know, just in terms of VO2 max and uh, you know, that level of cardio has to, you know, that's built up over years and years. But in terms of what I've done before, I've got no doubt that I can beat my uh, my last self. I know becoming a double Olympian was uh, a special thing for you. Uh, are there many others of you out there? Have you come across any others, or do you know how many there are in the Winter Games that have also um, gone to the summer? I'm I'm not sure on, on on figures, but I think historically there's um it's maybe 60 or 70 is what I heard uh, ever. You know, I'm not comparing myself to others. I'm comparing myself to the last version of me. That's Tonga's Winter Olympian, Peter Taufa Tafua. Pacific Oceania have won promotion to Asia Oceania's own Group 1 in the Fed Cup tennis competition. The regional side came from behind to beat Singapore 2-1 in their promotion playoff semi-final at the weekend, winning the decisive doubles rubber in straight sets. The team captain, Gilles de Gui, says Pacific Oceania made history. It was a hard work in final, but the girl did it, and it was very, very good. Very big achievement, and yeah, definitely a history for uh, for Pacific team and Pacific Oceania to be in a, next year in the first uh, first group in Asia, Asia region, but it's going to be very challenging and very good for these girls for next season. They've played Singapore, I think, last year and also in 2015, and they'd beaten them on, on both occasions, but... Uh, Obviously, it's different when you come into a final. Uh, you drop the first singles match with Steffi Carruthers and then Abigail Teriapisa goes a set down. So, you know, at that point, what are you thinking? How do you how do you get from that point to, to stay strong mentally and, and fight your way to victory? Well, first of all, we had to change uh, different strategy and never give any doubt and never never show any doubt uh, to your player and make uh, say we are working for the future do that it was more about uh, body position on the court and uh, general uh, strategy to to aggress from the return and i say this girl your opponent is going at one stage to we are doing that it's going to happen and you need to give also a plan b if it doesn't work on the court after two or three games and it was uh, yeah three different uh, three different uh, strategies that we we employ and finally it worked at the end of the final one because the girl didn't do an unforced mistake until the last game it was just an amazing game to to watch and very good quality one definitely uh, her opponent uh, never played so well because Abigail played uh, her last year and told me that she had a very different game uh, for us definitely more defensive last year and this year she was eating everything so and everything was working well so yeah it was very very challenging and uh, yes yeah, very more mental uh, mental uh, fight and everything and strategy and it, it did work at the end so it's a very good a very good thing 
and then of course you get back to one all and then it's the deciding doubles match and of course Abigail's got a very high ranking in the doubles now in the world and you know Steffi has had success on the ITF circuit with the doubles so you must have felt confident going into that it's Yes and no. You after first uh, so, so so long match about Abigail and never I was told myself uh, that is done because you never know you know doubles always start. It was more for me uh, to start correctly the game and make sure that um, Steffi like she did uh, straight away that she just put her single on the side and say now we are working for the team. Uh, you need to reset and. Uh, what is the most important is the final result uh, of this of this day. So, and uh, they just they just played so amazingly well, so aggressive, and never missed a single shot, uh, any any single thought for for laying for from Steffi. And, and I have to Abigail to step up as a leadership on the court, and both of them were just outstanding performance. The opponent couldn't do anything. It was a one-way direction game. So it's more about getting on the right track from the starting the game and make sure that we are getting straight to the level that I was expecting and keep the pressure on. Even if we were leading in the score, uh, we love quite quickly that uh, never working with the score, keep asking more in terms of uh, duration, continuity, so I say I want this level 10 more minutes. I want this level 15 more minutes, pushing limits that uh, we, we we are forgetting the score. In fact, until we get the result. This is the fourth year I think Pacific Oceania has been back in the Fed Cup, and Steffi and Abigail have been there since the start there. And prior to that, it was a long time without even having a Fed Cup team. So they've been along that journey the whole way. So to them, especially, it must have really meant a lot. Yeah, in fact, on the day we we are happy but don't realize. Yeah, the girls, uh, they are, they have this story since only few, it's quite recent, like you said. And, um, yeah, it was quite a, a early and quick promotion. So, yeah, I think they're just going, like everyone is back now at home or doing uh, his own journey. I think we are just going to realize now, uh, what has been done, uh, regarding yeah, the recent history, just enrolling a team four years ago and, these girls are playing the most challenging things. That once a year we are gathering these girls, we have that to play together, to have a team bonding and make it happen. Uh, we are playing against nations as girls are practicing uh, together. They are, uh, you know, the same coach and so all year round. And yeah, it's, it's time is challenging, but we did. And it was a very very good uh, team bonding and very good. So yeah, it's definitely something we just now appreciate now because on the day we were knocked out and eventually surprised and uh, and more about tiredness also because it was a full uh, 10 days of a uh, lot I requested a lot from the girls so yeah we got the result and now we're just uh, starting to enjoy it. And uh, Carol Lee of course you managed to give her a couple of matches as well so she was getting further exposure Yeah exactly that's my goal uh, say, uh, regarding the the competition as today we can we can make it happen and the goal of course to to bring a junior and a promising junior as Carol that she could build some experience but experience is also by playing on the court and I say okay definitely uh, I change eventually my second day I say um, uh, Steffi you are going one more day to step back on, on single and playing uh, only doubles but Carol we need to keep her involving improving 
And hopefully this year, Carol should even more um, develop and getting even better in the tennis because we need in, uh, from next year. Next year is going to be a, a very, very good level and standard. We need to to involve more Carol in single, I should say, in the future. So uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, the, best way, the best way is to, from, uh, from this year, you know, last year also she played a couple of games, but was more interesting also this year that she could play also uh, decisive matches. Yeah, and look at next year. You've got teams like Kazakhstan, China, India, uh, Korea. I think Japan got promoted uh, from from Group One, so beating Kazakhstan. But yeah, so you've got just another level again of uh, you know these sort of Asian giants that you'll be coming up against with all the resources and um, you know that they have. So it's going to be a yeah. We need Abigail. These two girls, I should say, because Steffi is playing just um, occasionally now in tournaments. She's more involved in her coaching and in some work. Uh, but she's still a very good double player. In single, she will keep playing uh, until it's not too decisive, as we say, the games. And Carol, hopefully, she should. Uh, she has a perfect edge to, to explode, as we say, in her tennis. So, yeah, the goal definitely next year, if we can stay at the same level, will be already uh, a big success because now we are, co- we are going to compete with girls uh, in definitely a big country of tennis and levels uh, girls who are in the, the top 100 or top Top 200 for both of them, for the boss to two first girls. Yeah, definitely uh, playing between the, you know, in the middle of the big nation in Asia. That's Pacific Oceania Fed Cup tennis captain Gilles Degui. Papua New Guinea football club Lay City Dwellers have qualified for the knockout rounds of the OFC Champions League for the first time. The National Soccer League champs thrashed Tupapa Mararenga from the Cook Islands 7 2 at the weekend and followed that up with a 1-0 victory over Fiji's Mbar FC to guarantee a top-two finish in Group A, alongside Vanuatu's Nalkatan FC. The Lay City coach, Peter Gunemba, says he's over the moon after finally getting past the group stage at the third time of trying. I must say, I'm over the moon. <laughs> yeah, uh, at, uh, we, we watched and played on uh, Saturday, uh, looking at the game and I analyzed the game and I told the boys that they have been they are experienced in playing for a couple of years in the uh, Champions League where we are only uh, two years in and this is our third year but um, well, the way I see if we can you know I have to specialize the you know game plan for the players so that we can you know counter attack their attack and then um, their defense so we 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 thought uh, we planned that and the boys played exactly that and uh Vice is a very nice team, um, very nice team. They have a lot of uh, experienced players in there, and they played with a lot of confidence. We played, uh, I played in, in the in the defense. We we had a lot of breakthrough. We could have scored uh, six or seven goals, but we we did not, and we managed to score only one. But Vice uh, is very good uh, compared to you know uh, Nakultan and Tupapa and ourselves, but you know. Uh, it's a good field that one. And for for your club, Peter, this is the third year running. You've been in the OFC Champions League. Uh, last year you won one game. The year before you didn't win a game. This year you're two from two. You're into the knockout rounds to the quarterfinals. Uh, so what what does that mean to you to take that next step as a club? Yes, uh, definitely. We're looking forward for this one. We expected to go this far, and we we want to because our aim was to top this pool. I'm playing the quarterfinals, and you know we already made it to the quarterfinals. But uh, we, our game um, on Friday is very important. We want to win this. We want to go clean it, no lose, 
we want to win all our games and get prepared for the quarterfinals. And um, obviously, with everything that's happening back in Papua New Guinea at the moment, uh, do you feel any added pressure as a representative of the NSL to to show that you guys are capable of competing at this level of going deep into the O League? And that you know, there's there's obviously a lot said about the two competitions in PNG, but does this show that the NSL and clubs from that competition can be competitive? In, in, in the National Soccer League, yeah, there's uh, one or two teams that are competitive. But uh, I think that this, this four teams, uh, we have beaten them. And they gave us a good uh, you know, game for the lead-up matches to our competition, uh, our tournament here. Uh, but when we go back, I believe, I think the boys, you know, have improved much here. So with a higher level of competition here and the Champions League, I think boys have, uh, you know, experienced some, you know, you know, some good football here. So when we go back, in, I think we will leave. Uh, we will lift our performance. We will maintain that and look forward for the quarterfinals. Probably we need to, you know, uh, add one body so that we can really have some good uh, competition. But I think this year, the 2018, I think the National Soccer League has improved a lot. I believe. I think. Everyone is prepared because all, all want to go to <laughs> the Champions League. So uh, there are two teams, the PNG and the PNG, the best half. And um, there is one there, but another team that we call it Mamase. Yeah, you know, most people that you talk to in Papua New Guinea say that ultimately they want to see one competition, one national body. Uh, I suppose as a club, you're in a tricky situation because you just want to play football as well. So, but but what you're saying is you 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 believe the NSL this year is stronger than it was last year. Yeah, I think NSL this year was stronger than last year. I think people started to realize, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, the, uh, what's the name, um, the, um, uh, uh, what it means to be playing with the uh, National Soccer League because it, it has a good pathway to go further up. After competing competitions in Papua New Guinea, you can go further. But yeah, NPL, uh, um I think most of the players, you know, they they are not still uh, sure certain yet, but uh, I think we have lured a lot of players from the other side to uh, uh, the National Soccer League, but I'm I'm not sure like, they can continue to maintain uh, playing for uh, National Soccer League, or they might come from National Soccer League. After National Soccer League, they go to NPL. I don't know, but uh, uh, all in all, I, I I would like to see you know the soccer body is to come together to have a one stronger body and. Uh, we can we can be stronger. We can have things uh, like Kari come back to National Soccer League. That will be good for the soccer in the country. Do you think that's any more possible this year than it was last year? Do you do you sense that a resolution could happen, or does it seem kind of still in a you know difficult sort of two situation with two sort of separate competitions and sides you know sort of competing against each other? I don't think so. I'm not sure about this. Uh, you know, people want to go their own ways, do their do things their way. So, uh, I think I will not talk talk much on that one. Um, and I, I guess, um, I mean, the one thing that the other competition does is they've, they've they're trying to expand a loss into the rural areas. Do you think that's something the PNGFA have started to try and push out to the rural areas as well? Is that do you think that's an important part of uh, the future of football in Papua New Guinea, making sure that those rural areas, you know, get recognised and and have opportunities to play football and be a part of these competitions? I think that's that's what the NFA should do, but it was a long time ago. But I think uh, what, what the other uh, organization is looking at this, and it is, you know, this is the way that they want to go and lure people in. So I think what they're doing is good, help the people in the rural areas to play football, but 
but then uh, I think it's good to you know have the two organizations come together so that they can see plan properly and then they will decide what the other association is doing. Uh, they can continue to do that. But, you know, when, after, you know, you go and get a place and you do a place from the rural let's bring them into the city. And then the, the next pathway is, you know, you want to bring them into the city and expose them to the, uh, to the world. That's, that's what we can do. But, uh, um, yes, I think, I think they might do, you know, sometimes this year, but, uh, I think that the opposition is doing doing well, but I you know, I said I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not going to comment too much on that one. That's the Lay City Dwellers football coach Peter Gunimba, and that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.